I think that uh, Sentinel on the note of, of facing the occult or seeing the occult would be unnerved. Like he would be nervous, but he would also be curious as I think most people that um, maybe most metas would be or, or most heroes would be the first couple times they saw it that you know that you know he's not smart enough to really figure out what's going on but he, he is curious and he's observing but he's also you know um, reticent about um, throwing his lot in but you know it, it's probably past his mind once or twice that maybe this suit is magical instead of tech because there's just some things that are just way too advanced so maybe maybe it's magical and maybe he brings that up with Roland at some point not not immediately but maybe sometime in the future he he makes a note to to possibly ask him about that depending on the vibe he gets from from Roland and his uh, mode of mobility, um, I think, would be the latter of what you said. You know, he would use flagpoles and um, different things because he just, even though mechanically he, he has a strength of 20 or whatever and a really high acrobatic skill, um, like if it's a shorter distance or whatever, sure, he just jumps it. But, you know, he mostly kind of daredevils it, although he's not that acrobatic. Which brings us to the current situation. Uh, what he's going to do is I think he would choose option C, which is try to save everybody. And I'll give you a couple of if-thens depending on um, how you m more imagine this going. Um, he will use the windowsills. Uh, fire escapes and at the end the awning to the cafe to uh, bounce slide and climb his way quickly and acrobatically down being as flashy as possible you know he'll he'll even be trying to to make some sounds uh, he's, he's not trying to be quiet about it at all and uh, you know he, he bounces off the the awning and I imagine that there's um some kind of small uh, divider or wall between the cafe and, and this technocrat building, uh, at least on the patio. And he bounces off the, the awning and slides down and does a, a three-point superhero landing. He stands up, a scarf flapping in the wind, and he survey, quickly surveys all the the guys, I don't know how many there are, but the ones making the ruckus, and he says, I didn't know that it took so many strong men to show how weak they were. Apparently, that's why you lost. He's, he's trying to he's trying to goad them into this, and he wants all the attention on him, and he's just going to run straight at them. He'll run straight down the median uh, of this wall that he landed on, and I didn't realize this until I looked... <laughs> Uh, at his character sheet, but he's pretty much a mook dismantling machine. Okay, so if his distraction works, um, he's going to systematically, uh, he's not going to worry about taking anybody out at first. He wants to draw their attention uh, to the other side of the street. So he's going to jump over them, uh, slide between them, and, and, and generally move to the other side and uh, get the attention away 
uh, from from the patrons and uh, the other building. If that doesn't work, he is going to help the patrons at the cafe first because uh, where he sees there's the security guard at the technocrat building, he assumes that they will lock the door, um, call the police, um, and maybe he's, you know, maybe the security guard is armed with a taser or a sidearm or something, um, but he assumes that they'd at least take the precaution to lock the door. Um, I don't know if any of these guys are armed. Uh, he probably would have looked at that at some point. But um, his general method of attack, even if uh, on either side, is he'd start in the center no matter what. He's got move by action. He's got improved trip, improved throw, uh, improved critical um, and he's also got, I think it's called knockout attack, where if you take a opponent down, you get to move on to the next one and so on and so forth until you move out of move, movement. So he'd run up to the first guy, run past him, um, but grab the back of his collar, uh, hip throw him over into the next guy and use that momentum from the hip throw to do a flip kick the next guy in the face, roll past him, and hit the next guy with an uppercut, and so on and so forth. And very, uh, you know, dramatic, flashy uh, fashion. And I imagine that his, his fighting style outside of this suit, of course, is not as acrobatic or anything, but is much, much more conservative. But, you know, this suit kind of gives him the confidence and uh, to be the hero he's always wanted to be. So, yeah, um, if he doesn't get the, the guys by the technocrat building's attention, he's going to, as quickly as possible, take out the ones uh, facing the cafe. But he will try to maneuver, like, he will try to throw guys... Uh, and hit the other ones um, that are facing the technocrat building. Like he, he'll he'll make a big enough ruckus to try to turn their attention, even if he, even if he doesn't with his speech. Um, and if anybody has any weapons or whatever, he's definitely going to use his improved disarm, take their weapons away, and if he's got to get a little nasty you know he'll 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 break some arms or dislocate some shoulders and you know knock a couple of teeth out he doesn't really have a, a qualm with that if uh people are gonna get uh nasty while while he's fighting and trying to protect normal people one last thing uh if this event hadn't come up uh you know, and if he hadn't been busy this past week, he he definitely, um, probably in his free time, has been mulling over this whole uh, sailor thing. Like Paku Paku doesn't terribly freak him out because he's just like, oh, it's a mutant fish. You know, mutants happen, metas and whatnot. This whole ghost mystical thing has got him, you know, really scratching his head and just wondering how far this rabbit hole of, of uh, superhero life is, is going to take him. Okay, so Sentinel's Gambit to taunt the thugs 
shouting, uh, chanting. Uh, shouting is both chanting and shouting at the same time, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, Sentinel's Gambit to taunt these thugs works perfectly. Uh, they all immediately stop what they're doing and wheel around and, you know, in quick succession, each of the eight of them is like, the fuck did you say? What the... I'm a... They just sort of drown each other out. But, um... You do pick out, or Sentinel picks out some disparaging comments about his scarf. I'm thinking of that line from Brick. Um, and one of them definitely throws in a faggot. But um, none of that really matters for very long because he proceeds to artfully demolish all of them. Um, in a very short amount of time. By the time, in fact, uh, it's it's so little time that um, people trying to get out their phones to record the conflict mostly are just not quick enough on the draw. It's over before anybody can start recording anything. But um, one person does approach you, does approach Sentinel very quickly after the fight. He, um, when he identifies himself, you have a vague sense of who he is. He's like a gay lifestyle citizen journalist. He's got like a lot of social media followers and he sort of appears every now and then on uh, TV or on, on the radio as somebody who regular media outlets consult in matters of like style and urban life and gay issues. Um, but he's just like a very um, charming sort of um, stylishly underdressed guy named Brian. It's not Brian. It's Brian with an O. Uh, Brian Gillens. And uh, Brian comes up and asks for an interview. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I assume that Sentinel would uh, respectfully decline. Um, but maybe he wouldn't. The outcome would be largely the same either way. Um, and we'll get into that in a moment. I just want to touch on the magic technology uh Split that is so common in stories like this. Uh, for a moment, I'm assuming that the suit's effect also sort of subtly blurs and or erases records of Sentinel so that he can't be tracked in that way. But I'm also assuming that the occasional rare individual can remember him despite the suit's effect. And there's a moment where Sentinel gets the feeling as this fight is ending 
that at least one of these thugs that he's whipped up on so badly is staring right at him, like looking through the visor, possibly, but definitely like committing to memory. At least the suit, if not him. Some of the others are still trying to talk shit as Sentinel turns to walk away. But this one has uh, has made some sort of mental and or spiritual effort to overcome the sort of blurring. The fight, by the way, does get nasty. Uh, some of these guys produced um, knives or knuckle dusters or uh, improvised weapons. One of them even, it turns out, up his leather jacket sleeve, which was pretty suspicious. It's a humid July evening. One of them even drops like a short metal pipe. In fact, it's not even a pipe. It's just like a metal club that he has. Um, It's clearly a weapon. It's like matte black. It has the name of some company that includes the word tactical in it. So uh, this guy came here looking to fuck up somebody's life. Uh, This is the dude who is the most vicious of all of them. He's the dude who Sentinel has to break his arm to get him to stop swinging. And he's the dude who looks you right in the face and is going to remember you. On his way away from the scene, Sentinel also notices that the security guard in front of the technocrat headquarters slash incubator has has noted him uh sentinel can see him talking into a very small sleek communication device that's just pinned to the lapel of his uniform it's not just a radio it's an i radio or an E radio. It's got a lowercase letter in front of it is the important thing. Maybe it's a P radio. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that guard has uh, clearly called this in. And uh, I assume that Sentinel wouldn't mind that, wouldn't be overly concerned about it. The assumption, of course, being that being removed from fate will make that sort of pointless. But in any case, uh, Sentinel leaves the scene satisfied that nobody else, nobody but these thugs got hurt. He was able to divert all the attention to himself and whatever the meaning of the political situation seems to be to him right now, he's obviously made a difference tonight. Which brings us to day two, July 10th, 2018. Morgan wakes up in his hideout and immediately smells something wonderful toward the broken out window or the old door that he uses as his main entrance and exit. He finds outside of it 
a small bag with the logo of a popular local donut chain. Someone's brought him coffee, a donut, and a newspaper. It takes him a moment to notice the circled headline and the scrawl in handwritten uh, black pen right nearby it. It says, nice going, bud, Roland. The headline reads, mystery hero saps strongmen. This is just the sort of colorful, alliterative headline that people have come to expect from the River City Revel, the local left-leaning daily paper. By left-leaning, I mean not only does it have sort of conspicuously left-wing politics, but it also just leans so far to the left that it ends up being real weird sometimes. It's a sort of wacky lifestyle paper. Some of the writers for it are just like aging hippie surrealists who are on some Operation Mindfuck shit, and every now and then they make up stuff that isn't real at all. They try to confine themselves to April Fool's Day for that sort of thing, but uh, they take such bizarre angles on stories sometimes that it's hard to know if they're entirely serious. But that sort of thing mostly goes on in the back pages. The front page is reserved for the sort of earnest, up-and-coming, hungry young journalists who aren't quite ready to move on to the commercial dispatch. Um, A lot of writers do cut their teeth here before they go on to the big weekly paper. But it says, Mystery Hero Saps Strongmen. The story makes... Um, first of all, it makes fun of the fact that the spokesperson for the Strong American Men Party comes out and denounces this cowardly act of violence in the strongest terms possible, denies that anyone involved is connected to the party in any way, and uh, says that the party is going to continue to uh, work toward the goal of maintaining law and order with their political rivals. There's also a quote from the chief of police who is aligned with the Strong American Men Party, one of the few city and county office holders to keep his office in the recent election. Um, He says that they are moving forward with criminal prosecution for all eight of the attackers immediately and notes that a an important city judge has told him in a personal phone call he will quote clear his docket and get these scumbags processed immediately uh, the word immediately comes up several times after that so there's like six or seven immediately's there's also a At the end of the article, you know, beyond the fold, you go, you know, it's like continued on page nine. The last paragraph in the article on page, actually, they wouldn't have nine pages. It'd probably be like seven. (laughs) So it's like the last, the second to last page of the whole paper. But it's basically like someone talked to the security guard for the TPP, the Technological Progress Party, uh, and this private security guy 
says that the equipment in the building, which should have been able to automatically visually recognize the hero and compare him to the MHTF database to make an identification, could not do so. Um, and it's the the writer of the article is like one wonders what the technocrats will do with the knowledge that this hero has helped them but refuses to be identified by them so one thing that i'm going to want to know consistently from you is how sentinel gets information about the unfolding political situation in Stringersburg. Is he the sort of person who's gonna look to a particular media outlet, one newspaper, one TV station, one website to get his info? Is he gonna seek out a little bit of info from a variety of media sources to try and get a sort of balance? Is he gonna rely on allies to feed him information as Roland has just done? Uh, or is he going to go out on his own observing, questioning, trying to find out the information empirically with his own superhero senses? I know he doesn't have super senses much, but I'm just saying, like, is he going to go try and find out for himself what's going on? Um, so let me know... How he's going to look for information on day two, anything else that you may want to do, and then we'll pick up day two uh, shortly.